Yo, I'm Will Blackman. This is Upsets and Underdogs presented by WinBet. On today's Underdog episode, we'll break down the teams we think are being overlooked as we head into week 11. Uh, we have some fascinating matchups to talk about. The Colts are traveling to Buffalo to take on the Bills. The Cowboys and the Chiefs are going head to head, which could potentially be a Super Bowl matchup. Also, Tom Brady and the Bucks are trying to bounce back versus another NFC East opponent in the New York Giants. Plus, right after this, we'll be continuing our series on when will Blackman's money. So stick around. This show was brought to you by WinBet. Week 11 is coming in hot, so there's no better time to get in on the action. Download the WinBet app right now and start winning today. WinBet offers unique markets like NFL yardage leaders who will be the last team to be undefeated, team exact win totals, and a ton more. Plus, new users can take advantage of WinBet's bet $1, win $100 offer. If you bet just $1, you can win a free $100 bet on almost any sport, NFL, NBA, NHL, MLB, college football, UFC, boxing, and more. And they are also offering a 200% wager matchup up to $1,500. For all details on these offers, download the WinBet app now and set the odds in your favor. Offer subject to change, term conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where Winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right, out the gate, always got to bring my dog, Nick Dez, a.k.a. Lamb, to the show. What's the word? How you doing? I'm doing good, Will. I got to say, hey, man. Hold on. Before you get into anything, because I know you had, you had a really cool wager this week. Before you get into anything... I did. I do have a couple of new subscribers who are they, they are subscribing to the show because one they they love our analysis, but they are really interested in scared of sports, sports betting. And in terms of they don't really quite understand the money line. They're like, what is this plus three hundred? What is this? You know, what? Are, can you briefly explain the money line before we get into the show? Yeah, the money line is basically will straight up to win, right? So. If a team is plus 200, if you put $100 up, you'll win 200 back plus your $100. So basically, the most common thing is probably against the spread, like minus seven, right, minus right. three and a half. That's like the key numbers because That's the, like the safe bet right there, the spread. Well, the point spread was originally created to create equal balance on both teams. Right. The sports books want to get money on both sides because, well, if I was to tell you right now what we know in the NFL, Cowboys play the Jaguars. Who are you taking to win? Right. Cowboys. <laughs> now, here's the wrinkle. Will, do you think that the Cowboys will win by more than 14? Right. There it gets a little funky. Right. right. There you're not so sure. Yeah. You think the Cowboys are going to win, but can they cover 14 points? That's why the point spread was originally created. Money line is definitely safer. Though last couple of weeks we've been talking about these big underdogs just winning outright. Very good, very good. All right, so tell me how your weekend. You had a really cool wager in soccer. Talk to me about that one. Yeah, you know, listen, I got to pat myself on the back because you I'm got to pat yourself on the back. That was a big one. There's been a couple. There's been a couple of UFC ones, some boxing ones, but this soccer one we had uh, Argentina and Brazil playing World Cup qualifier. Both teams top of the South American pool heading into the World Cup. A game that was kind of meaningless as far as what the seeding was going to be. Right. And anytime you have two powerhouse teams like that, Will, a lot of the guys play together. Messi, Neymar playing on PSG, going back to right. Barcelona also. A lot of other guys playing on Manchester United together too. 
there's a lot of friendly fire and it just seemed like the kind of game that just checked all the boxes for a draw and it came out to a draw. We gave it out at plus two ten for the game to end in a draw. No, and, and it, exactly like the stats alone is basically what it was, right? Each team had nine shots on goal. Mm-hmm. Both teams had the ball for almost 50% a piece, 50% a piece. Um, both committed 21 fouls. Like it was just crazy how <laughs> both had possession. Uh, I'm assuming the pass accuracy was an 80%. So it was such an even matchup. Um, but I w- you did, um, you did see one of my tweets, right? And you, I think you had a, <laughs> there was one I put this morning um, that you were curious about. <laughs> oh man. First of all, I, I I can't believe that this is actually a wax security guard figure at the Washington lobby because your tweet is <laughs> it it was hilarious. It had me la- uh, laughing this morning. Oh yeah, cause, yeah, because Mark Schlereth, like, he's at the facility right now, Washington, and um, he posted a picture of this waxed mannequin, or he's a wax security guard that um, Dan Schneider put in the facility. I think 2015 or something like that. And he was just there. And I was so suspicious of this, this wax security guy. Cause I'm like, there's definitely a camera in that dude. Like there, I'm telling you, there's cameras in his <laughs> eyes. I, I swear on everything that he's watching, everything that's going on. He's like, he's like Dan Snyder's eyes, you know? And the, my crazy story is one time I was in the lobby by myself, right? I was in the front. If you've ever been to the facility, I was in the front by the sliding glass doors. And that is the entrance where you walk in. This woman walks in and she walks right past me. So I'm like, okay, she probably knows where she's going. I didn't think anything of it. And I saw her go right up to the security guard. He's a good maybe 50 steps away from me. And she goes right up to him. And she was like, sir, do you know where the restrooms, restrooms are? Also, I'm looking for the uh, Women of Washington event. Do you know where that's taking place? Like, had a full conversation with this dude. <laughs> Clearly, this dude didn't say a damn thing back to her. But I was like, did she really just walk by me to ask this dude a question? Yo, <laughs> I was insulted. And then she didn't get no damn answer. And then she was lost. So I'm like, that's her damn fault for walking by me. All right, that's enough of that damn <laughs> shit. I'm so mad about that. All right, before we get into this week's top dogs, it's time for... Win will black men's money. <laughs> My gambling money, that is. All right, first, let's welcome Theo Ash of Stay Hot Podcast. Back to the show. Theo, what is the deal? How's it going? How are you feeling? How's class? Well, uh, so far, it's <laughs> lose will black men's money, which... <laughs> we just got started. I don't really have a problem. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm really good at that, <laughs> um, apparently, through one week here. I... I am in the I'm in the negatives, Will. After the first week, I thought I had it all figured out, it's just but the uh, first week. apparently not. Look, true, look, true. Look, it's just the first week. I would say for about for about nine weeks, I was in a negative, and then all of a sudden, I just surpassed Wham. You know, in, in our in our betting, so it's all good. You know, now he's just going to get thrashed the rest of the way. So it just that's what it is. <laughs> so just to recap for everyone, Theo, uh, he's new to the gambling scene, so. I'm trying to help him out. My boy Nick is trying to help him out. So every week until the end of the football season, I am going to give him $100 to bet uh, with on the WinBet app. And he has to use all 100 So don't, don't like spend 80 and then, you know, go to like McDonald's or something with the rest of 20 That's what I used to do. My dad used to give me like 10 bucks. I would spend like $1 and then I would use the rest of that at McDonald's. Um, he has to make at least two wagers. 
a parlay of at least three legs in a bet uh, that includes a non-football sport. All right, Theo. So you made a bunch of bets this week, right? Um, I did. Really, you like you actually you you spread the money around. You were trying to like land something. Um, so we won't be able to dig into all your bets, but let's take a look at a few. So wager number one. This was your three leg parlay. You bet the Rams um, at minus four to cover against the Niners, which was not a bad bet. Even Nick liked this one, mm-hmm. um, and that is not the case. Then. Washington versus the Bucks. Um, the over under was fifty one and a half. You bet the under. Um, and then finally, uh, Chiefs versus the Raiders. The over was fifty two. You also bet the under, which which is fair because the Chiefs weren't doing that. So these weren't yeah. bets. And bet- the rugs just got lost. They just. I wasn't sure about the Raiders. I wasn't sure about either offense. Right. Um, you bet twenty dollars and stood to win about 100, 150 if this hit. But it did not. So, obviously, the Rams didn't cover. Chiefs games went over. But you did hit on the Washington game. So, I kind of spoke a little bit about your thought process. But what, what were you thinking on all of these so far? Yeah, I mean, with the Washington Buccaneers game, I that game went completely different than I expected it to go. And the under still hit. I kind of thought it would be like Washington 10, Bucks 30, right. and the under would hit. Like, I wasn't expecting Washington to put up a lot of points. So I was like, if one team's going to get held to a limited amount of points, the under will probably hit. That was my thought process. The under still hit, but the game went completely sideways and it hit in a way that I wasn't expecting. And then with the Chiefs Raiders game, you know, the under is pretty high. Anytime you get into the, the mid fifties there, that's, that's, that's a lot of points on the board. And against the Packers, the Chiefs offense looked pretty bad, really bad. Some of the worst offense I've seen from the Chiefs the last couple of weeks. And the Raiders just lost their their big play threat, Henry Ruggs, obviously, uh, with that whole situation. So I was like, both offenses kind of reeling, over under really high. Let's uh, let's hit the let's hit the under there. But of course, the Chiefs' offense got right, put a ton of points on the board. There were a ton of big plays in that game. So unfortunately, that one did not work out the way I thought it would. And then with Rams 49ers, it was just like. 49ers bad, Rams good. That was my thought process. That's simple. There's, there's, like, no, there's no in-depth analysis. It's that simple. <laughs> yeah, I, kn- I knew that, you know, Shanahan has had success against McVay in the past. The 49ers have had a lot of success. But this year is a little bit different. I mean, the Rams on paper are just super stacked. So I figured, you know, the, the 49ers are struggling. Rams good, 49ers bad. They can win by more than a field goal. Yeah, but no, th- they that's got crushed. <laughs> that's, no, no, that's that's fair. But, but this weekend, this weekend also made me think about a, another way to consider when when betting or or even just picking teams to win. At, you know, the the norm is okay. We're gonna look at the roster. We're gonna look at all the players, right? Who has the better team? But rarely do we look at who is coaching, who's on the sideline. Mm-hmm. For example, I'm looking at everyone was shocked that the Patriots ended up annihilating the Browns. But I'm like, okay, yeah, maybe maybe they have a little a couple of players that are bigger names or better in Cleveland, but it's Bill Belichick versus Kevin Stefanski. Like that's like that's I'm I'm taking Bill Belichick to have a better situation. In Same with case, Zimmer versus Staley, the Vikings upset the right. old coach upsets right. the young coach. And uh, then you got two guys and McVeigh and Raheem, who worked under Kyle Shanahan, okay, Kyle. I mean, he he knows everything that's going to happen. 
he probably he's probably thinking like, okay, Raheem doesn't know how to stop the run. So we were running down their throats. You know what I'm saying? So I look at those things. So I actually that parlay was not bad. That was just like that's just how the NFL season's been going. All right, let's get into wager number two. This was your non-football action. You threw a couple bets um on the Pacers and Jazz from last week. You bet that Chris Duarte would score over <laughs> 13 and a half points. I'm telling you, listen, you, you made some like good wages. I'm laughing because I feel bad. That's why. Oh, uh, and you thought that uh Sabonis would get over 10 boards. Uh you put 15 uh dollars on each of these and stood about uh you were about 25 they both hit but they both did not hit (laughs) they both didn't hit and duarte (laughs) has hit double digit points in basically every game he's played this year but two at the time that i you know though he's been he's actually sort of been struggling the last like three or four weeks uh so that's why it's like okay he is he's averaging like what 14 i think this season and so it maybe this could have been his bounce back game but yeah, that was he. He was coming off at the time he had just scored six. He had just scored six, and it right. was his second game under double digits the whole year. So I'm like, he's he's scoring double digits in most of these games. Mm-hmm. So if the over under is what was it, thirteen and a half? Like that's that's not unreasonable. Uh, and have a little bit of a bounce back game. Uh, probably going to be a, a high scoring game against uh, a, a good team like the Jazz, and so they're going to need points on the board. So. I was figuring that. And then Sabonis, he was getting double-digit rebounds left and right. So I was right. like, all right, maybe it'll, maybe it'll happen again. And like after the first half, he had like six or seven. So I was like, okay, we're all good. And then uh, he ended with six or seven, I believe. So I was like, oh, come on. Come on. So that was, that was the, uh, the, the, the non-football bet. And uh, that, one, that one probably could have – I probably could have put a little bit more thought into it. But I was just looking no, at but, that game. But, Liam, these are night. fair bets, right? Like – like talk to us about this. Talk to us about basketball betting, though. Okay, like what's what's dangerous about basketball? Well, he he's onto something with player props. I think that's the best way that you could actually make some money in the NBA. Um, matchups is everything. Like right. NBA, there's no other sport, in my opinion, that matchups drive lines than the NBA. I probably wouldn't have taken the over on the rebounds with Sabonis just because Gobert. Right, and I know that right. was that wacky like UFC clinch that him and Turner w- went on and oh, they both yes. got ejected oh, they from. Were, they were doing the waltz. I don't know what that was, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, Duarte, yeah, man, he's been a revelation this year as a rookie. You know, he wasn't a lottery pick. So usually lottery picks, you expect them to be solid and contributors. And he's been sort of a diamond in the rough that the Pacers have fa- found. But... Yeah, it's just unfortunate that dude scores double digits in all the games but two, and you're expecting a bounce back, which is another thing that I like doing in NBA props. Guy who is playing well, like if a Durant, right, He he's averaging close to 30 a game. If he has a 12-point outing, next game I'm probably going to lean to the over on his right. point total just because a guy like that, they're going to bounce back when you're that elite. So. Yeah, it was a interesting thought process. I liked Duarte going over, though he didn't. And then Sabonis, I probably would have went under just because of the All matchup. Right. Yeah, that's a good. I also right hate there. Rudy Gobert as a Suns fan. I don't like the Jazz, <laughs> so I'm okay, always that makes sense as a Suns fan. I was I'm like, kind of praying on his Rudy? downfall. I know, golly, <laughs> out the gate. I don't like Rudy Gobert. I don't like. I don't like him. I something um, about um, him rubs me the wrong way. 
I couldn't agree with you more. He's he's one of the most overrated players, I think, in all of basketball. Yeah, there we go. There we go. But that's a conversation for a different time. (laughs) He is good at getting rebounds, though. He is is a tall dude. Well, it's funny. He's a top 10 tallest player in the league. It's funny when he was saying like that, you know, he wasn't about that life. No, none of you guys are about that life. So cut it out. You gave him a big bear hug. (laughs) All right, let's go into wager number three. You bet $20 on the Vikings money line against the Chargers. Boom, boom. There you there go. go. That one hit. The line was plus one fifty, so you won thirty bucks. At least, you, at least, listen. I was playing basketball last night, and this guy was on the shooting slump, and then all of a sudden he came out the gate and he just made like six twos in a row. And I'm like, look, man, it's not how you start; it's how you finish. So, uh, tell us what what did you see? You know, for you to make that bet right there, you thought the Vikings going out. Jerry there. Tillery. Jerry Tillery is what I saw. That guy is a defensive tackle for the Chargers, and the Chargers have a couple defensive tackles that cannot stop the run. They suck at stopping the run. They allow something like 100-something yards per game. They're dead last in the league in, in run defense. That's the type of team that Mike Zimmer is dying to play. That is the type of defense the Minnesota Vikings want to come up against. Right. And, you know... With Dalvin Cook, I figured that they would pound the rock. Um, I'm not huge on the Chargers anyway because I, I just don't think they have – they've got some star power on defense for sure with throw-in James, amazing safety, Joey Bosa. But everyone else is a little bit questionable on that team. I look at Justin Jefferson. I look at Dalvin Cook. I look at Adam Thielen. I'm like, that's this is a good matchup for that Minnesota offense. So – I bet on the Minnesota Vikings. And again, old coach versus young coach, Mike Zimmer versus Staley. Staley, like him a lot, good young coach. But, you know, Zimmer's got that experience and he's got the exact type of offense that can exploit that Chargers team. Yeah, also something that would have made this bet attractive was also Kirk Cousins has not thrown an interception on the road. He is lights Mm -hmm. out on the road. So that's something that's really cool. And then, yeah, you know, speaking of, you know, Nick, you talked about matchups. It's kind of like, Who's really going to lock down Justin Jefferson? You know what I'm saying? He ended up going off. He had almost 150, uh, 150 yards. So um, that last wager, that's the one you only hit. The only one you hit. So yep. you lost 80 bucks. Okay. How long is it until you send the hitmen after me? Is How much do I have to lose before that's uh, Listen, something they're just gonna, they just going to watch it. You have until the end of the season, so that's all it is. We wait till the end of the season. Okay, oh, until the, the end of the season. Yeah, that's how okay. it rolls. Yeah, my, yeah. My, might be a rough playoff for you, yeah, so we got to we gotta make sure we turn this around. Uh, your total winning bet costs 20 bucks. Uh, your total winnings right now stands at 30 bucks. So you you, um, you at least you got something. You know, yes. you got a ways to go, but that's what we're here for. We, we're here to help, man, and, and here to get you. You get both. You get... You get some like in-depth analysis like on the actual football side, and then you get like the in-depth gambling side with Nick. So you get you get like a, you got a really good combination here. So any uh, last words, Land, before we let Theo go? Theo, I love the player prop approach in NBA. I, I think following schedules is big, like three games in four nights, something that I, I really gravitate to. And back-to-backs, be careful, uh, especially the back-to-backs where it's the same team. Like I know the Knicks played a uh, a magic, magic homestand, okay. one in each. And those always tend to be super wacky. You would assume like, oh, you just played this team. Maybe you're familiar with what they're doing, but that doesn't seem to be the case. And again, man, most important thing I think is just matchups. All right, Sweet. Theo, best of luck on the next rounds of bets. So we'll catch you next time and let's see what happens. Yeah, see ya. Thank you, guys. 
Let's get into the show. It's time for Top Dogs. We highlight, this is where we highlight week 11 underdogs that we feel are most undervalued and have the best chance to win you some cash. So out the gate, we have some really cool games. Game one, Colts at the Bills. Bills a favorite, uh, minus seven in this game. Uh, the ticket and money counts, 50, 54% of the tickets and 70, 70% of the money are on the Bills. So subplots into this game, Colts are interesting team, but they are doing something really, 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 really well. They are running the rock. Okay. Especially this time of year, they are running the rock. Uh, how do you feel right now about the Colts? Like what they're doing right now? I know it's like that, that loss of Tennessee was huge, but they're still playing really good football. Yeah, they're, they're doing exactly what they want to do. They got Michael Pittman now is a legitimate wide receiver on the outside that Carson Wentz is building some good chemistry with, and he can win those one-on-ones. Just a guy to take another guy out of the box. Right. Uh, so Jonathan Taylor, what they really want to do, Will, is run the ball with Jonathan Taylor. Right. Running game is clicking. He scored a touchdown in seven straight games. The O-line is starting to play a lot better. This was an old line coming into the season that some guys missed time because of COVID or injuries. You also had Carson Wentz coming into the fold, wasn't really acclimated with his new weapons. That was my biggest handicap coming into the year with the Colts. And he still makes those weird fadeaway left-handed throws that I don't really understand. I know, man. (laughs) But they're doing what they got to do. If they could have him throw the ball 25 to 28 times a game and just feed it to Jonathan Taylor, I think that's exactly what they want to do. And that's what I think they're going to have to do this weekend. Yeah, really cool. Uh, how can I say this? Little thing about Jonathan Taylor, right? So I was with him uh, in Florida uh, this year. I was working at the Under Armour uh, All-American. They have a future 50 series where they feature the top 50 underclassmen in high school. And he was down there. Justin Jefferson was down there. And, I, you know, I got to speak to uh, Jonathan a little bit. So I, he and I took a selfie and I sent it to the general manager, Chris Ballard. And I'm like, hey, I'm with, I'm with your guy. He was just like, Chris Ballard was like, man, like I love that dude. Like he said, probably he could be, he could be, this is before the season. He could be next year or year after be the best back in the NFL. He said, I truly believe Jonathan Taylor could be. That's why I was so excited to go draft this dude. Um, and it was cool. Also, too, I like to mention, Field Yates, um, analyst, he, he put out a bold prediction uh, which was pretty cool this preseason. He said that Jonathan Taylor will lead the league in rushing yards and he will lead the league in touchdowns. I came out and said, that's not that bold because he's really good. And then I got lit up by like Mike Golick and uh, my boy uh, Will Compton saying like, come on, Will, he it is bold because have you seen, you know, based on the numbers, but it's like, as like a talent evaluator, you can see like I'm looking past I'm looking past like the numbers. I just see who he is as a talent. So I was just like, it's not that I don't think it's that bold because he I think he's that good, even though he hasn't shown like he's he hasn't had those numbers yet. But field is field, so far, field is right. So far, I'm right. <laughs> no, I'm I'm kind of with you though. Like, dude finished top five in rushing yards last year and didn't really get going until halfway through the season. I remember a lot of people in fantasy wanted to drop him after the first six, seven games, kind of just, you know, where you took him in the drafts and then dude was just crushing it the second half of the year. So right, he, finished, he finished third. Yeah. I, yeah. And with the slow start too. like, obviously Derrick Henry went ballistic. Yeah. 2000 yards. We get that. Right. But I, I'm kind of with you, man. I don't think it was that crazy of a take. 
Right. Yeah. He finished there and he had, yeah, just just 232 attempts, you know, um, 1,100 yards. So I didn't think it was that bold. Anyhow, Buffalo, they have found a new burst in Matt Breida, which I think mm-hmm. is, is super cool. They needed somebody more, uh, somebody just energetic like that who has had some success. Um, Stefan Diggs finally coming through, getting some. So I think right now Buffalo is hitting at the right time. Uh, what are some betting insights in this game before we move on to the next one? I want to open up with the money line question that you asked me before. So the Colts on the money line plus 270, meaning $100 wins you $270 if you like the Colts to win this game. Buffalo minus 330. When it's a minus will, you got to risk that much to win 100. So that's why a lot of people don't like the favorites because why am I going to risk $330 to win 100 when I might as well put 100 to win 270? That's why people just love... Love the upsets and the underdogs. You saw what I did there, Will, man. I'm just becoming, this is just becoming too good. Let's get into this insight, right? (laughs) Colts 5-2 and in their last seven against the spread. Bills, however, in their last 20 games, 14-5-1 against the spread. The over in these Colts games, five games have went over to the last seven they played. However, Buffalo in games that they're favored, nine of the last the last nine games they played, six of them have gone under. So, Will, this is a team in Buffalo who currently right now plus 550 on the win bet app to win the Super Bowl. They are the current favorites. My question to you is, should they be the favorite? To win the Super Bowl? Yes, as of right now, prior no, to week 11. They should not. they should not be the favorite. I still think, I think Dallas proved to me that they are back in the hunt after demolishing the Falcons the way they did. So I like them. So who do you like in this matchup? <laughs> you know, this one is, this was a fascinating game. I'm probably going to stay away from it. I want to say Buffalo at home, cold weather, <laughs> dome team coming out. And I think you're going to see Buffalo get hot. Josh Allen right. now got Stefan Diggs going. He's been a guy who hasn't really had that monster. So you like him on the money line? Yeah, to win outright for sure. But I think they could also cover this game. Okay. I feel the exact same way. I like Buffalo outright and covering. <laughs> so funny. Why you, you took a deep breath. That was such an easy answer. You took a deep breath on that. Okay. Take a deep breath for this game. Game number two. We have Dallas at Kansas City. Kansas City is Favored minus two and a half, I think, because they beat down Oakland. That had probably, I mean, the Vegas Raiders, that probably had a lot to do with it. Oakland, Vegas Raiders is just not smooth yet. I'm just not used to saying the Las Vegas Raiders. Like, just doesn't work for me yet. Speaking of, it's going to be hard to not say the Staples Center either because now it's crypto.com. <laughs> that's a, that's it's always going to be the Staples Center, man. That's it's, a, it's always going to be the Staples Center. No doubt yeah. about it. All right. So uh, 57% of the tickets and 63% of the money are on the Chiefs. Man, how about that? Uh, the Chiefs are going for four straight. Despite how bad it looked, they're getting W's, right? So Pat Mahomes talked about this. He was like, look, man. At the end of the day, like you're just you're trying to win these games. So sure, it's not it's not the fancy, flashy uh Kansas City Chiefs that we're used to, right? But the at the end of the day, you got the it reminds me of so I'm new at golfing, right? And I might let's say it's a you know a par or five, whatever, and I spray the golf ball all over the place, but I get par. <laughs> right? But I get or you know, I or I get a bird. I mean uh a birdie, whatever. 
I had a guy told me, um, actually, he's one of my mental performance coaches. Really, he's like my dad now. Um, his name is Jim Madrid. And he said, look, Will, he said, it is a scorecard. It's not a postcard. He said, it doesn't matter how it looks. What does the score say? And right now, that's how the Chiefs are playing. Uh, Dallas, despite that, um, that I mean, that was such a weird loss. Uh, to the Broncos, but that that's the NFL. Man. It just happens like that. That saying any given Sunday mm-hmm. is the truth. You just never know because every everybody in the league, they're a paid professional athlete, right? Everyone in the league has some kind of mutant abilities. Some are able to be more consistent than others, but anyone is capable at any time to take you out. And so I think that was a weird situation, but I did love seeing what Dallas did. They came back and they didn't just beat Atlanta. They absolutely blasted them. And that's what you do. That's the ability. That's the that's the strength and the power that Dallas has if they turn it on and they hit on all cylinders. Right now, the defense is playing outstanding. The offense is playing outstanding. Um, yeah, so, but here's something super interesting, man. Like, this, this, this is a... A Zeke type of game. Mm. This is a Zeke game. Now, if he if he's feeling if he's feeling good, I know he got banked a little bit against uh, the Broncos, but this is a Zeke Pollard type of game. This is something they must have to do. Kansas City has to stop the run of the situation, which obviously, if they put they load up and try to stop the run, that secondary is super vulnerable anyway. And so, this Kansas City has a lot of work to do on defense to get this done. And I can also see Dallas, you know, they, they, they'll find a way to, you know, get after Mahomes and, and what have you. So this is, it's super interesting that, you know, I, I would have thought this would have either been favored on Dallas side or a pick them type of game. The line might move. We'll see. It's only, you know, it's, it's only what it is right now. We'll see how it is. So what are some insights for this game? So a lot of points are definitely expected to be scored in this one. Opened up at 52 and a half, the over under. Now it's at 56. Will, right now, this might close at 58, the way it's trending. So if you're expecting points, bet that now. If you're expecting it to be a Chargers-Cowboys week two where we thought a lot of points would get scored and there weren't, wait on this one to bet the under. Dallas continues to dominate both straight up and against the spread. Eight and one. So far this year against the spread and they're seven and two straight up chiefs, not the best team against the number similar to what you were saying with Pat Mahomes say, we just want to get the job done. Doesn't need to always be flashy Four, 15 and one against the spread in their last 20 games. So this is something where I think a lot of people are coming in on the chiefs because they saw the prime time factor. Oh, the chiefs are back. That's what every talking point opened up with. Everybody's hyping up. Mahomes five touchdowns doing his usual thing. And when you see the Chiefs under a field goal at home, arrowhead, game of the week, I think that's why you're seeing a lot of money coming in on the Kansas City Chiefs, Will. Yeah, and I like to say the the Chiefs right now, they they kind of found that um that that Westbrook type of running back that Andy Reid has and in, in Darrell Williams. I think that's mm. something that's came through for them. Not, not just in the run game, but also in the passing, but they had over a hundred yards receiving uh, versus the Raiders. So that's something interesting that if they're able to do that and implement their running back and also find some way to establish a type of running situation, that's where they will 
end up having a chance uh, in this game. And that, you know, I'm, I'm not talking about, I don't want to bring up the Rams, but the Rams, they have no running game. That's why they're struggling. So those who are thinking about the Rams, why they're struggling, because they cannot run the football. So let's get into it. What do you, <laughs> you know, I'm, I like, I like Dallas. I mm. like Dallas on the outright, like going to Casey, getting it done. I like them to win like outright, like straight up. Who do you like in this? Yeah, money line for the Cowboys plus one twenty five for them to win outright. <sighs> There's another one that I have to take a deep breath on, Will, and I know you like making fun of me when it comes to that. When I'm uh, <laughs> trying to figure out what I'm gonna pick, but I, I think I'm gonna go with Kansas City. I think Kansas City at home. I want right, to see if like they are back. Cover? I, I I like them to cover. Okay. All right. Let's get into game number three. We got the Giants at the Bucks. Bucks are uh, 11 and a half uh, favorite in this situation, but 54% of the tickets on the Giants, 81% of the money are on the Bucks. Now, that is super interesting. I think people are people are looking at these struggles right now uh, from the Bucks, and they're, they're hoping to win big, probably on the upset, which is why you see uh, 54% of the tickets in that situation. Uh, they, they're seeing how Brady is playing right now. He's um, throwing the ball to the other team uh, in, in either early or, or super late. So that's that's pretty wild. Also, <clears throat> the Bucks haven't really won a game since since I've been back from London, <laughs> I think. <laughs> almost almost a month uh, without a win there. So it, I think it's, again, it's one of those um, weird moments in the middle of the season that you know Tampa dealt with last year and, and kind of figured it out now if this game if, if this game was in New York I would be pretty nervous but uh the fact that it's in Tampa I think it's a chance for I think um Tom would be more at ease also too um coach Bruce Arians challenged the team uh you know big time and I think I think I said this last time on our last show that there's a, there's enough alphas on that team where they'll they'll figure it out and come together. This is a championship team. You've seen, you know, the Chiefs struggle <clears throat> because they're a championship team. You've seen the Chiefs struggle because, you know, I mean the Bucks struggle because they're a championship team. So, and, and also too, it's hard, it's hard to um, to keep winning. Mm. You know, when you're a targeted team, you are literally every single week are going to get every single team's best shot. You know, you are, you're, you're never an underdog. So teams are, are constantly coming after you. That's why I respect Tom Brady so much. I say his best attribute is his mental endurance, like to keep winning for that long. I saw a snippet because Tom Brady's, um, his man in the arena documentary is, is coming out. It's coming out. <clears throat> and there was a snippet from Willie McGinnis who said, for someone to go ahead and win a job, you know, or, you know, he won it because obviously Bledsoe got hurt and he ended up going, taking to Zubo, and to, to win the job and to never give it up, never give it up. Yep. Like his, his, his job security was never in question. He won outright every single week. And to do that is super, super hard. Like for me, you know, I had to fight for my life for 12 years. Even if I was going, if I was pouncing in as a preseason starter, I had a fight for my life because, you know, I 
I had to keep constantly proving myself because I, you know, I never got to that that all all pro level where it's like, okay, he's for sure a shoe. And it was like, okay, he's penciling up, but he has a fight for his life. Twelve years, that's exhausted. But I think that's at least I know like what it is. It's even harder to be that good for that long. I mean, twenty plus years. Um, so I, for him to have struggles right now, it is what it is. So Giants coming off a bye. Uh, hopefully he can get some receivers back. We'll see with Saquon. He has not been doing much this year based on his health. Um, so th- and they yet to play a full game with everybody when tagged. They never have. They never played a full game yet, fully loaded. You know they had. They were pretty exciting if you saw them in the preseason. You know this is this was the year, but that's how you know health is a huge factor, uh, which is also why the Bucks defense is struggling. They losing a lot of players in the secondary t- to begin with. So, what are some insights in this game before we pick? So Danny Dimes, Danny Jones, <laughs> thirteen and five against the spread as a road starter. Will we're catching a lot of points here? Ironically enough, he's played pretty well against the Bucks in his career. His first start in the NFL was against Tampa Bay, where he lit it up. Him and Ingram went crazy last year. These two teams played on Monday night in MetLife Stadium. It was a twenty-five to twenty-three game. The Bucks were a ten-point favorite in MetLife. Remember, we talked about it on the earlier episode this week about the no home field advantage. You were talking about how no fans in the crowd played a big role in it. Right. The Giants are three and one against the spread on the road this season. As someone who watches the Giants religiously, uh, my favorite team, they they play teams hard. It's not an easy they out with the com- Giants. They do compete. That is no, there is no question. They absolutely compete. So I'm expecting this game to be competitive. And also, you know, you got that little wrinkle. Maybe Tom Brady sees those NY on the helmets and he gets oh a little nervous. Gosh. You know, well, you know not, about he, that, Will. Come on. But he's not in New York. That's why I don't feel. That's why I don't. Man, you don't care about that. He's not in New York. But anyhow, I like the Giants to cover in this situation. I don't see I don't see it being blasted wide open that far. Now, obviously, there could be some scratches some healthy scratches or some injuries or some late additions you know we don't know what ab is up to like he could come back this week we don't know what's going on with gronk or whoever it is um so right now yeah for now i i like the giants to cover in this i think 11 and a half is too big of a spread i think like you said the giants compete so i like them to cover yeah i'm with with that too 11 and a half that's just a lot of points and the giants are a team that i like backing when they're on the road and as a underdog uh, much rather take them on the road as an underdog than a home favorite any day of the week. Plus 400 if you think the Giants could get really wacky and that Tom Brady narrative of him playing the Giants, which has me cheesing right now, plus 400 <laughs> for them to win outright. But I- I'm with the points, uh, 11 and a half. Yeah, and if you bet, if you, um, <clears throat> that's something you can get risky with. Or, or if, you, if you're trying to have some fun in your parlay, definitely throw that money line bet on there for sure. And, uh, you know, you could definitely have some that Monday <laughs> some, night miracle. There you that go, Monday night miracle, no doubt about it. Uh, you can find the rest of these lines uh, for this week on the WinBet app. This show is brought to you by WinBet. We've wrapped up Week Ten of the NFL season. So, what are you waiting for? Download the WinBet app right now and start winning today. Plus, new users can take advantage of WinBet's bet one dollar, one hundred dollar offer. If you bet just one dollar, you can win a free hundred dollar. A bet on almost any sport, NFL, NBA, NHL, MLB, college football, UFC, boxing, and more, and even some soccer. You know, you see my boy Lamb coming through 
with the sweet uh, pick there. And they're also offering a 200% wager matchup up to $1,500. And speaking of, Liam, do you see anything you like on this? <laughs> Hold on. Well, you know what's funny? Somebody said, who, who the hell is Liam? <laughs> so, Liam, do you see anything you like on the WinBet app this week? Let, let me talk to him. Let me, let me put them onto some game right now. So I'm going to go back to the UFC. There is what I'm calling the people's main event, Sean Brady against Michael Chiesa. Sean Uh-oh. Brady is actually a friend of mine. I'm, I'm good buddies with him. I've seen him fight many times. This is a massive step up in competition. He's minus 165 against Michael Chiesa, a guy who's been in the top five before. And this is a classic, classic UFC matchmaking. The hot prospect 4-0 in the UFC going up against the grizzled vet, the OG of the weight weight division being around. You got over two and a half rounds is plus 100. I think this is going to be a five-round decision, a three-round decision, excuse me. So I think it goes the distance, and I like the over in this one. All right, that's what's up. Thank you, Lamb. So for all the details on the offers you mentioned earlier, download WinBet now and set the odds in your favor. Offer subject to change, term conditions at WinBet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where WinBet available to you. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right. You know what time it is. It is our underdog and favorite pick of the week. So before we wrap up, it's time to make our picks with favorite for underdog of the week. Uh, this is the dog we think has the best shot to win outright against their opponent. So, you know me, I'm going to Dallas. I think Dallas has the best shot right now. Um, I think coming off both teams coming off hot wins, but I just love I think Dallas is a better football team, period. So that's my pick. Super simple, sweet, to the point. Who's your underdog, Nick? <laughs> hmm. This is uh this is a tough I like one. The hmms every time. Yeah, man. Sometimes these lines just have me second guessing myself. But for this one, I think the underdog that has the best chance to win, I think is Minnesota at home against Green Bay. It's plus one twenty. I'm gonna go with the Vikings. Best underdog really? shot to win. Really? Yeah. That's wild. Okay, so um finally. We're going to make our favorite pick of the week. This is the team out of any team playing we think is the biggest lock to cover. And mine, going back to my earlier picks, is going to be the Giants. I think 11 and a half right now is too much. I think, the, the again, because how tough the Giants play. Now, it can get out of hand. It can, obviously, it can all of a sudden just be crazy, get out of hand. But I like the Giants to cover here. For me... I'm going with the Seattle Seahawks plus two and a half. They are an underdog will at home against the Arizona Cardinals. And it's, it's make or break for them. And, uh, they couldn't play worse than they did last Sunday against the Packers. If you want any hopes at making the playoffs, this is one that you got to have. We still don't know the status for Kyler Murray. I could see this line completely flip-flopping where the Seahawks could be a three-point favorite come kickoff if we get news that Kyler is out. So I would bet this fast and early. Yes, I agree. Because, right, we don't know the this, this situation with Kyler. I hope he comes back because he's my one of my fantasy quarterbacks and I need help. <laughs> All right. Let's quickly uh, recap our picks against the spread. So I like the Bills, Cowboys, Giants, and my underdogs, the Cowboys, and my favorite pick, 
are the Giants. What about you? I'm Bills, Chiefs, Giants. Underdog is Minnesota to win outright over Green Bay. And my favorite pick to cover is Seattle against the Arizona Cardinals. All right, that's it for today's show. Next episode, we will recap on how Week 11 went down and seeing how our picks turned out. Uh, You can follow me at Will Blackman on all socials. Hit me up. Let's have fun. Let's talk football. Where can they find you, Nick? Nick Day is 10 on Twitter and Instagram. I'm telling you, man, you need you need a tremendous lamb. You got to just just secure it. Just go get it. Gosh, Nick Dias. You're, you're a personality, man. OK, you're somebody. All right. I feel you're that. somebody. Embrace it. I like that's it, I it like for today. <laughs> that's it. Y'all, thanks for watching. And also, don't forget, subscribe. Throw us a rating and review. Tell your friends like we have some really cool like bets we got going on here to make some dough. Like I'm telling you, like trust us. All right. Catch you next time. Peace out.